Everybody loves the touchdown. Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. The grand slam. Fly ball to center field. Ethier has done it again. It's a grand slam. The buzzer beater. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. But how did those players get to that moment? And who built the venue and signed the contracts? Each week, we dig into the business side of sports and give you the answers. This is Sports Business Radio. Come on, boy, boy, can you get it up? Now, from our studios in Portland, Oregon, with Sports Business Radio, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show in the country dedicated to covering the business side of sports. Glad you could join us this week. In our next segment, it's the Sports Business Radio headlines of the week. Some good news if you're a fan of March Madness, the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, we'll share in our next segment. In segment three, from our best and worst Super Bowl ads to the great Super Bowl seat debacle, even what we thought of Fox's coverage, A-Rod, Cameron Diaz, wow, lots to talk about. Super Bowl 45 in segment three. In segment four, David Dunn. He's the president and founder of Athletes First. He's one of the most powerful agents in the NFL. He reps the likes of Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, Packers linebacker Clay Matthews, and Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez. We'll chat with Dunn about the marketability of Rodgers and Matthews after their big Super Bowl win. I'll also ask him his thoughts on the ongoing NFL collective bargaining negotiations. That's coming up in segment four. David Dunn. A couple of other notes. Visit my sports business blog or download the SBR podcast on demand. Just go to sportsbusinessradio.com. Become our Facebook friend. Follow me on Twitter. Find the links to the Sports Business Radio Facebook and Twitter pages by looking for those icons on the front page of sportsbusinessradio.com. Joined in studio as always by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, the debacle in Dallas. That's what I'm calling Super Bowl 45 from the icy conditions to 400 fans being displaced, Christina Aguilera botching the anthem. What else could have gone wrong? Man, what a game and what a scenario. I mean, it's great. I'm looking forward to segment three because we got lots to talk about. It was fun. (laughs) It's one of those years where the game was pretty good, but I think so much took place off the field of play. People are going to remember this Super Bowl for that more so than they are the game. All right, coming up next, Sports Business Radio Headlines, sponsored by the Warsaw Sports Marketing Center at the University of Oregon. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. I'll be right back. This is SBR. Back with more after this. This is Brian Berger from Sports Business Radio. I know many of our listeners dream of a job in the sports industry but don't know where to begin. To me, it's an easy call. Go where sports business education got its start, at the Warsaw Sports Marketing Center at the University of Oregon. It's the first business school in the country to offer undergraduate and graduate programs Themed around this multi-billion dollar industry, the Warsaw Center offers a unique blend and strong general business training, sports business curriculum taught by industry experts, and rich out-of-classroom experiences, including real-world consulting projects, study tours, and internships. With a strong industry and alumni network and a staff dedicated to accelerating your career, the Warsaw Center has a proven track record of placing students in teams, league offices, corporate sponsors, marketing agencies, sports media, and sports shoe and apparel firms. But like any elite team, there's only a few spots on the roster. To learn more, visit sportsbusinessradio.com for a link to the center's website. 
The Warsaw Sports Marketing Center. Passion, integrity, and leadership in sports business education. It's time, baby. Special news bulletin. At Sports Business Radio, we're always on top of what's happening in the world of sports. And each week, we break down the stories you need to know about. This is Headlines. I want to be in the headlines. On Sports Business Radio. Sports Business Radio. Sports Business Radio headlines brought to you by the Warsaw Sports Marketing Center at the University of Oregon. Visit WarsawCenter.com for more information. Headline number one. The record-setting 2010 NFL season concluded with another television milestone as Super Bowl 45 on Fox reached a total audience of 162.9 million viewers, making it the most watched show in U.S. TV history. This is according to the Nielsen Company. The Packers-Steelers championship game topped by 9.5 million, the previous record of 153.4 million total viewers last year with Colt Saints, and it marks the fourth consecutive record-setting total audience for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl accounts for the 20 most-watched programs in the history in terms of audience. So, in addition, the record average of 111 million viewers watched Super Bowl 45, topping the previous mark of 106.5. Lots of people tuned in to this game and 162.9 at the peak of the game. And I thought Fox did a pretty good job. I wasn't blown away by their coverage, but it was pretty stellar. Yeah, I think Fox, I mean, they didn't really do too much different. Same kind of crew, same basic feel that Fox brings, but I enjoyed it. And it's just, I mean, those numbers are crazy and it proves why these people are paying so much money to put a spot in the air because everybody's seeing it, basically. It's crazy. Well, right. And by those numbers, you see why Fox got $3 million for a 30-second spot for Super Bowl 45. Some other numbers, StubHub, average Super Bowl 45 ticket price, $3,559. That's up from Super Bowl 44, average ticket price, $2,386. Super Bowl 43, $2,402. Super Bowl 41, $4,004. So we're going to discuss Seatgate. We're going to discuss the best and worst Super Bowl commercials and lots of other things, Christina Aguilera and more in our next segment, so stay tuned for that. Well, I hope you enjoyed NFL football this year because things are not looking good at the bargaining table. NFL owners walked away from the negotiating table on Wednesday when NFL Players Association proposed to take an average of 50% of all revenues generated by the league. This according to player sources. A union source said that if the NFL Players Association accepted the owner's current proposal, it would receive a little more than 40% of all revenue. Demora Smith, head of the NFL Players Association, said in an interview with ESPN last week that a 40-42% to 42% share of all revenue would represent the smallest percentage of player share by any professional sports union. Now, things were going so bad, Griggs, that a five-hour second negotiating session scheduled for Thursday was canceled and and no further negotiating sessions have been planned. As we say all the time in these collective bargaining agreement negotiations, once people walk away from the table and they don't schedule any further negotiating sessions, really bad news. Yeah, I think uh, when I saw that come down too, I was like, that's not good. When you got the meetings that are planned that are canceled, and this is a big one, you know, big five-hour, both sides meeting, that's not a good sign. And that, that kind of really hit me like, this is not looking so good right now. There's a lot of mistrust between the two sides. 
sides, and it stems mostly because the owners won't open their books to the players. So again, as we said last week, the owners are saying, okay, players, give us a billion dollars back because this financial model isn't working. The players are saying, okay, owners, open your books and show us how this model isn't working, but the owners have refused to do that so far. Lots of mistrust, and remember, March 4th, midnight. That's when the collective bargaining agreement expires. Not looking good right now for a deal to get done by that time. Our last headline of the week, the NCAA tournament's new television deal will allow for more staggered starts of games. So all those buzzer beaters aren't happening at the same time. The contract signed in April with CBS and Turner Sports meant all games would be televised live nationally for the first time. Remember, The networks announced that they signed a 14-year, $10.8 billion deal as the NCAA decided to expand the field from 65 to 68 teams. Griggs, I think it's great. You know, it used to be you had to buy a package on DirecTV if you wanted to see all the games. Now you're going to be able to see them on over-the-air and cable TV. You're not going to have to pay a premium price on DirecTV if you want to see all the action, and they're going to stagger the start times, so you're not flipping back and forth between channels as much going, oh my gosh, this game's coming to and I got to see the end of this game, too. And you feel like you can't watch all the action at one time. All right. Coming up next, I've dubbed it the debacle in Dallas. Super Bowl 45. We're going to break it down. Best and worst commercials. We're going to talk about the botched national anthem. We're going to talk about the seat debacle. Lawsuit stemming from Super Bowl 45. Fans who didn't have seats when they arrived at Cowboy Stadium. All of that and more coming up next. And then in segment four, NFL agent David Dunn represents the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR after this. Hi, this is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. It's no secret that we're battling a tough economy these days. It's more difficult than ever for companies to position their brand in a unique way and reach their target audience. Sports Business Radio can help you, though. Sports Business Radio is syndicated in markets nationwide. Our popular podcast is regularly rated in the top 100 business news podcasts on iTunes and has listeners around the world. But our radio network and podcast aren't the only places your company will receive exposure when you join our family of sponsors. We'll also give you exposure via sportsbusinessradio.com and at our new Sports Executive Speaker Series events, which feature a conversation with a key decision maker from the world of sports in front of a live audience. And best of all, we can expose your product to the big-name guests that appear on our show. We'd love to have you on our team. Please contact me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com or at 503-701-2215 if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Sports Business Radio. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Well, we're going to spend this segment talking about Super Bowl 45, otherwise dubbed by me as a debacle in Dallas. Basically, everything that could have gone wrong with this game did. It started last week. Snow and ice really prevented people from going where they needed to go. Then there was falling ice at the venue. People were hurt. Then, shortly before kickoff, word starts leaking that people who paid $800, $900 a seat for Super Bowl tickets show up to their seats, and they're told that their seats are no longer available. 
And these people, they're taken, according to numerous reports, to viewing areas where they can watch the game on TV. Now, there were conflicting reports about, well, they were taken on the field after the game, they were given jerseys, they were given food, all of these things, and they were paid three times the value, the face value of their ticket. But then, later in this week, word has circulated that some of those things didn't take place. Now, I do give the NFL some credit. Because they came out right away. Roger Goodell took some responsibility. Here's what Roger Goodell had to say after Seatgate. We had an issue yesterday with several seats for our fans. It's something that we have been taking very seriously, working at it. We apologize to those fans. We are going to work with them, and we are going to do better in the future. We will certainly do a thorough review and get to the bottom of of why it all occurred, but we take uh, full responsibility for that. Taking full responsibility when you're in crisis management, that's step one. Good for NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and the league to take responsibility. I give them credit for that. They also have offered fans displaced two options. They can choose one free ticket to next year's Super Bowl game, plus a cash payment of $2,400, which is three times the face value of a Super Bowl 45 ticket held by that individual for that specific section. The ticket is transferable. Now, the other option is selecting one free ticket to a future Super Bowl game of the fans' choice, including next year's, if desired, plus round-trip airfare and hotel accommodations provided by the NFL. That ticket is not transferable and has to be in the seat holder's name. They can wait until after the conference championship games, these ticket holders, to decide, okay, this is the year I want to exercise my I guess, golden ticket to go to a Super Bowl. Here's the problem, Griggs. And again, I give the NFL credit for coming up with solutions the best they can. But as I tweeted this week, for Packer and Steeler fans, this is like, you don't get a redo with your wedding. You don't get a redo when your child is born. You don't get a redo when your two favorite teams are playing in the Super Bowl or your favorite team is playing in the Super Bowl. And I just think it was a moment in time that these people wanted to have memories. They came from long distances. And now, you know, the only thing you can do is offer them a, a mulligan, a do-over. But it just doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And it's left bad taste in, in the mouths of many. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's what I was going to say, too. It's like, if this was your game, your team's, that you you know planned this trip around and paid all this money for and then get there and, and you're turned down. I mean, first of all, I could imagine being one of those fans. I mean, you're standing there right at the gate. You've waited your whole life for this. And well, then, you waited two hours to get in. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you're standing in line and then, oh, we don't have a seat for you. I can, I, that's just crazy. I'm glad the NFL is doing what they're doing, but still, big time. I mean, it's, just, it's a mess up that sucks for, for the fans. The guy who I think is the villain in all of this is Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. He wanted more seats installed so he could get the all-time attendance record. He also made promises that he didn't deliver on. He's now the focus of a $5 million class action suit. Now, there's a law firm that asserts that Jerry Jones enticed existing Cowboys season ticket holders who paid $100,000 or more each year for a personal seat license that's over and above actual ticket prices to purchase Super Bowl seats for $1,200. He failed to tell them that they would be on temporary metal folding chairs without full view of the field. So let me get this straight. You're asking Founders Club members 
of the Cowboys to pay $100,000, you're telling them they will have prime views and seats for the Super Bowl if it comes to Dallas. And then when it comes, you give them obstructed view seats in metal folding chairs. Wow. And the other thing is this, and I said this on Twitter this week, Jerry Jones, when it's a sunny day, he's front and center taking full credit. During this crisis, he's been nowhere to be seen. He could have gone down with some of these fans and spent a quarter watching the game with them, shook some hands, done some damage control. He's been nowhere to be seen. I think he's handled this about as poorly as someone can handle it. Terrible and classic Jerry Jones. I mean, it's just classic. And, you know, you talk about the metal folding chairs at their seat. It reminds me of being those security guards that can't look at the field. They have to look at the crowd. Right. It's like, that's basically what you're giving them. It's like, here's your metal chair. Go sit in the corner. You're not going to see anything, but hey, you're at the Super Bowl. Crazy. All right. So Seatgate is a story that's going to continue. We'll have more information on that on future shows. Have not heard the end of that story. Let's talk about the advertisements. Every year, people get excited about the ads. $3 million for a 30-second ad. I'm going to give you my three best ads. Number one, the Volkswagen ad with mini Darth Vader. I just thought it struck a chord with many. $13 million plus views on YouTube. I thought it was a home run. The other ad that really I thought was bold and they paid $12 million just for the time. Longest ad in the Super Bowl, 120 seconds. Chrysler's ad with Eminem. Thought it struck at the core of what Detroit, the Motor City, the Comeback Kids, and Eminem is from Detroit. I thought it was a powerful spot I liked it. Who knew Eminem was going to be like the star of Super Bowl 45 advertising? He was in two Super Bowl spots. He was in this Chrysler spot and the Brisk T spot. I liked the NFL.com ad where they had Seinfeld, the Brady Bunch, many other sitcoms, and they were wearing NFL uniforms, jerseys. You saw stuff on the wall. I thought that was cleverly done with CGI technology. Those are the three that I like the most. Now, the thing that I was confused about, Griggs, the ad meter, USA Today ad meter. We heard Tony Pontero, who used to do advertising for Anheuser-Busch, tell us two weeks ago how important the ad meter award is for companies and their ad agencies. Bud Light and Doritos got the ad meter awards. I wanted to know what Super Bowl USA Today and their panel were watching because to me, Bud Light and Doritos were not worthy of top spot in the ad meter award. Now, not the top one, but I do did like the Doritos one with the pants where they were, the guy had the, the residue of Doritos on his pants and the guy comes and rips off the pants. <laughs> You're it was a little disturbing <laughs> to me. It was a little disturbing You're to me. You're shaking your head, but I, that's the one I liked. Well, I'll say this. So Doritos used some user-generated ads. So people like you and me created ads, submitted them to Doritos. One of those ads was the Pug Attack commercial. That ad was ranked high enough to get a bonus for this guy. He gets a million dollars for creating that commercial, and he has a guaranteed contract to make an ad for Doritos in 2011. So he's definitely one of the winners. The, the worst ads, the Hyundai commercials, made no sense. They left no impression at all. The cars were only seen in the commercial for like five of the 30 seconds. The GoDaddy spots continue to disappoint me. I think they have no purpose at all. The Stella spot. I like the beer. I did not like the spot. I thought it was pointless. Then there were three commercials that just missed with their message, I thought. Number one, BMW does a spot focused on 
built in America. Griggs, if I'm buying a BMW and I used to own a BMW, I'm buying it because it's built in Austria or Germany, not because it's built in the heartland of America. Sorry, hope I'm not offending any car makers in America, but if I see a foreign car, I'm buying it because it's made in a foreign country. The Teleflora Flowers ad with Faith Hill. Faith Hill, I've met her. Sweet woman. Beautiful woman. She's unveiling this new line of flowers from Teleflora. This was the ad she came out of the box with? A guy who's typing a message to his girlfriend and he says, your rack is unreal? Really? That seems so opposite of Faith Hill's brand. And I just, I thought it was a total miss. And then the most offensive ad of all was the Groupon ad that many people afterwards thought with Timothy Hutton, where you start off the commercial and it looks like it's a serious ad about Tibet, and you're like, wow, someone's kind of making a political statement. And all of a sudden, it goes into this Groupon commercial, and he's talking about where you can get food and where you can use your Groupon coupons. I thought that was a little uh, little bit crossing the line, let's say. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And even the Skechers one was weird because you talk about products, you know, that's the last three seconds is all you see of the shoe. It's just, you know, Kardashian... <laughs> in interesting poses and with no clothes on, basically. And it's like, I, I didn't get that one. And uh, I actually thought Snickers, as I predicted last week, was going to be my favorite, and it didn't. It didn't uh, They tried up. to get lightning in a bottle twice, and it didn't work. And then, you know, the other ad, we talked about, do you use big stars in your spot? Ozzy Osbourne, Justin Bieber, thud. Best Buy, thud. All right, other things that added to the debacle in Dallas. Will we ever forget, Griggs, Christina Aguilera's version of the national anthem. Now, there were so many stories on this. I even read some stories. A, she had a few too much to drink before she went out there. B, someone from the NFL told her they were running short on time, so she should take a a line out of the anthem, which I don't buy that for a second. But at the end of the day, she left a line out of the national anthem. And when Christina Aguilera's career is all said and done, she may be remembered more for botching the national anthem at Super Bowl 45 than she is for any record she makes. Yeah, it's unacceptable. And I was, we were sitting there watching it, uh, and I had the DVR going, and I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong there. We rewound it, sure enough. I'm like, she just botched that. I couldn't believe it. It's just unacceptable. That big of a stage with that song that everybody knows, to blow it, not good. The Black Eyed Peas at halftime, terrible. I used to work around concerts and and saw a lot of acts live, and there are some acts that just are not good live. They can't sing. They're good dancers, but they're not good live. The Black Eyed Peas, their voices are terrible. I don't think they were worthy of a Super Bowl halftime spot. I really think they need to rethink halftime. And is it going to be music? Is it going to be something else? But Whatever's happening at halftime the last few years, it's just not really working for me, Griggs. Yeah, that, that was a debacle, you know, and sound guys not turning microphones on and, you know, the lip syncing stuff and the vocal filters and stuff. Just It was so fake sounding, and you could tell it was just programmed. No live band, so it's obviously all off some CD in the back room right. playing. It's just, it was terrible. Coming up next, one of the most powerful agents in all of the NFL, David Dunn. He's with Athletes First. He reps Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, Packers linebacker Clay Matthews, Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez, amongst others. My conversation with David Dunn coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Stay in the know at sportsbusinessradio.com. Podcasts, blogs, and more. SBR will be right back. This is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. Every championship team has one thing in common, good coaching. And I want to be your coach. 
your media coach. When I'm not hosting Sports Business Radio, I team with former Nike PR director Lee Weinstein to form New School Media Coaching. New School Media Coaching uses a fresh and interactive approach for educating our clients about dealing with today's media landscape. Whether you're an athlete, a coach, or a front office executive in the sports or business world, we'll prepare you for communications with the masses in today's social media world where everything is on the record. And just like any good coach, we'll help you practice your new skills and we'll be there to provide constructive feedback every step of the way. With a combined 40 years of experience, we're veteran coaches, but we use a new school approach. For an overview and a list of our services, visit newschoolmediacoaching.wordpress.com or email me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com. This is Sports Business Radio. My guest is David Dunn. He's an NFL agent. He's the president and founder of Athletes First. David has negotiated contracts for clients that include Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, Packers linebacker Clay Matthews, Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez, Bengals quarterback Carson Palmer, Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis, and Cowboys wide receiver Miles Austin. Athletes First also reps several high-profile football coaches, including Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett and University of Oregon head coach Chip Kelly. David, thanks for joining me on Sports Business Radio this week. Anytime. So let's start off by talking about Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. What a past month it's been for the 27-year-old quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. He leads the pack to a win in Super Bowl 45. He's named the MVP of the game. He's part of the Disney World promotion. He appeared on David Letterman's show. Walk us through what the past week has been like for you as Aaron's agent when you win a Super Bowl and you're the MVP. What type of doors open for endorsement deals and other off-the-field opportunities? Well, it's interesting that that uh, everything that you just mentioned happened in a in a uh, a long awake span of, of about twenty hours, and <laughs> and, uh, and then he, he drifted back to back to Green Bay where he celebrated with his team. You know, it's an interesting having having been through it before. You really do have to plan to win the game, and that is, you have to have made all of the decisions beforehand about Disney and about. Uh, which talk show you're going to be on on, on Monday night, and, and whether or not you're going to travel with the team, and all those types of issues, so that it can uh, it can proceed rather quickly. Because after the game, you know, as, as Aaron and I were discussing uh, on on Monday morning after the game, after the game, you go from really not knowing whether you're going to win or not, you know, with with Ben driving his team down the field. To about two minutes later, being at the top of a podium and then just being led around to a, a bunch of interviews in Disneyland and or Disney World and and David Letterman. So you lose control of your life. You better make decisions beforehand that that sort of can lead it in the right direction. It's a great point. You know, Aaron is so charming. I've had him on this show before. He's a well-thought-out young man, and he's got a great story. He waited his turn. He followed a legend. He's now got a Super Bowl ring. He played junior college football, so he wasn't that highly recruited high school athlete, as he talked about on David Letterman's show this week. What are some of the qualities that make him attractive to companies as a pitch person in your mind? Well, he's so similar to Steve Young in, in, in a bunch of ways where Steve, as opposed to junior college, played at, uh, in the USFL. I think junior college uh, teams probably had more in attendance than some of the USFL <laughs> games that, that Steve, Steve played in. And, 
and he put you know he played in the Tampa uh, Tampa Bay organization as they were struggling um, and sat behind Joe Montana for a while as, as Aaron sat behind Favre. So their stories are similar. They're similar characters in, in a way in that they're very very uh, bright, you know, and usually witty, and so. Having marketed Steve Young in the 90s, it makes it a little bit easier to both counsel and market here and now. So what are some companies, I mean, can you talk about some companies that have reached out or that you're interested in or even categories? You know, when we had Aaron on, and it was a few years ago, he talked about his interest in Halo, the video game, and he said, hey, maybe I'll be an underwear model one day. Are are there some things out there that you guys are looking for? Not on my watch, at least not very soon. But, but, uh, you know, his his business manager... uh, uh, H. Cole and and I, um, I think the operative word that you, that we're using these days is no. You know, the uh, there are a zillion things coming our way. You just have to be very ju- judicious and in, in what you choose to do. And and you know, we want these these relationships that he that he starts because of his Super Bowl victory to last for a while and not just to to be those one off type of uh, relationships. So. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm sure that that H, uh, H and I and Aaron will will look at all the leaders, all the the, the normal leaders, and and all the normal categories, and just make make the decisions the best we can. I believe Aaron's a Nike athlete. Is there any chance that Nike will activate him in a bigger way because of his Super Bowl win? Yeah, I think I think they'd like to, especially because Green Bay is a uh, is such a, a national team. Uh, and in fact, Clay Matthews, one of his teammates. Uh, just did a Nike shoot yesterday in, in in Las Vegas, so he'll be activated a little bit. And, and Aaron's personality fits that you know that that witty Nike ad that you uh, that you see on TV, TV oftentimes. So um, that that'll 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 be up to them. And and uh, Aaron obviously would be open to it. I want to get to Clay in a minute, but let's talk about Aaron for just a minute or two more. Um, I see he's on Twitter. He was inactive between August until after the Super Bowl. Looks like he's been tweeting a little bit this week. Is that something that he might embrace, interacting directly with his fans? Because that's something that has worked very successfully for several athletes. Yeah, it's it's an interest. All, all those uh, newer forms of media, uh, again, especially for bright young men, you know, there there are ways to reach their public in a more direct, more immediate way than than uh than than has been provided before. So, you know, my my guess is that that will become more and more of a thing during the off season and and as he demonstrated this year, less and less of a thing during the season. You know, you you have to I think he did a good job during the year of focusing on on what he needed to focus on and accomplishing what he accomplished and and now it can loosen up a little bit. Last question about Aaron. Are there any deals imminent? Anything that you can announce? And also, you know, I look at someone like when Tiger Woods was in his heyday or Michael Jordan did deals. They were trying to do partnerships, deeper deals, not one-offs and things that they were going to do for, you know, five or six years. And maybe even you look at a Tom Brady deal with Under Armour where he gets some equity in the company. Are those the type of deeper deals that you're looking for for Aaron? Yeah, the the uh, and you just hit the nail on the head, and that you know, as opposed to twenty or thirty one-off deals, you want you know three, four, five uh, long-term relationships that will stand the test of time, that will stand the down seasons, and and 
Aaron and his team missing the playoffs and where he becomes very, very closely identified with a particular product or particular company. And, and those are the types of deals that, that you know, that we'd like to, to pursue. You know, as for the deals that, you know, that may or may not happen, you know, I've learned over the years that the, the surest way to, to not have something happen is to talk about it a lot before it happens. So, I got gotcha. you. So, so I'll choose uh, to, to be discreet, you know, for the time being. We're joined by NFL agent David Dunn. He's the president and founder of Athletes First. He represents some of the biggest names in the NFL. David, I got to tell you, I love Aaron's story. I think he's fantastic. But I think Clay Matthews may have even a better story. This is a guy who comes from a family of football royalty. He wasn't even offered a scholarship at USC. I think he should have been Defensive Player of the Year this year. Apologies, Detroit Palomar. And he's got, you know, this flowing hair. I see his deal with Suave. I see he's going to be presenting at the Grammys. And here's an idea for you, David. There's a new movie coming out, Thor. Clay Matthews is Thor. You've got to do some cross-marketing there. That guy, when I saw the ad in the Super Bowl for Thor, I was like, is that Clay Matthews? <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. No, he, he, uh, that, that, that's in uh, his next lifetime, which may be next week, of course. <laughs> but, 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 but he is... Uh, He's fully embracing this thing. He's just a great, you know, he he realizes what it is, as Aaron did, you know, uh, what it is to not be at the top of the heap, you know, he, he not having been recruited despite his pedigree. And so he's going to he's going to enjoy this to the max. He's going to, you know, grab uh, grab everything he can that makes sense. And he's just a he's just a, a guy with a really really neat energy to him. Um, you know, and and uh I think companies are going to fall in love with them. We've seen endorsement dollars dry up after some of the missteps. Michael Vick, Ben Roethlisberger, Tiger Woods. I see that even your client, Mark Sanchez, is going through some controversy this week. Is it harder to secure endorsement deals today than it was five years ago because of some of those missteps? Uh, you know, I, I think that it just, uh, as with the, the draft itself, you know, the, the, the teams are looking at, at – uh, people of high character. They don't want to make a multi-million dollar mistake, and companies are the same way. And so, you know, thankfully for my practice, we have a bunch of guys of, of high character, and and uh, and they don't have that edge that companies used to like. Uh, you know, they're the you know they're generally the squeaky clean guys, and and. Uh, and so that's a, that's a good thing for the Aaron Rodgers and the Clay Matthews and the Mark Sanchez's, despite this blip of, of the world. So that's something that's interesting, David. When you're looking for clients, hey, I want to go after this player. You know, here's Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews, who were not elite high school athletes or elite college athletes. How do you identify players who are, A, high-character guys, but, B, guys that might be diamonds in the rough that turn into what Aaron and Clay have turned into? Well, I'd love to say that there's some, you know, unique process that, that gets you there, but uh, a lot of it's luck, you know, and we, we uh, Anthony Fasano had a good friend that he wanted us to meet, and he was sort of on the borderline of making the team or not, and he was Miles Austin, and, you know, so so we met with him, fell in love with him, you know, he liked us, and uh, started working with him, and then, and of course, the rest is history with how well he's done, so I think... Uh, a lot of it is 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 luck, and a lot of it, frankly, is trusting your guys too. And, and that people started talking to us about a sixth rounder out of Boston College, 
named Matt Hasselbeck uh, over and over again. We heard what a great guy he was and, and what a great future he had. And, and uh, you know, we decided to work together a, a few years into his career. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's listening to people that you trust and, and, uh, and then having a big, big dose of luck. You represent Ray Lewis, linebacker for the Ravens, one of the most marketable guys in the NFL today. At the beginning of his career, David, he had some problems off the field. Is Ray a guy that you ever have talked to some of your younger players about the NFL and staying on the, the straight and narrow path? Well, he's that perfect example of, of what can happen to you and then, then what, what – uh, and how you can reverse it. And it took Ray uh, a number of years and a, a lot of work and, and um, a lot of just investment of himself into uh, into reversing the perception that, that people had of him. You know, he was he had horrible things yelled at him uh, as he walked into stadiums a handful of years ago, and now. You know, now he's he's walking out of showers and getting on Ravens and flying away, for, you know, for for deodorant uh, companies. So it's it's really neat. It's it's a testament to him that he applied himself and he did all the charitable things and and he he went to Africa um, and, and was followed around by ESPN and helped build football fields there and the like. And so uh, it, it's neat if, for our young guys to to see that. You know, if something happens to you, you know the uh, you know it's not the end of, of things. It uh, it can be just the beginning. I'm on Twitter at SB Radio. Our question of the week from Twitter comes from Tim Dobbins. He wants to know what do you do to prepare young clients for a stable financial future and how to avoid enabling lavish spending. Well, it's 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 fortunate that that I work with a number of quarterbacks and and doesn't really answer the question, but but they tend to be. Oh, just have better judgment. You know, they tend to be able to balance things in their lives, and you know, just figuring out which receiver to throw to, and 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 the like. And so, they, they tend not to have those problems that other people fall into. Uh, you know, there are uh, over over twenty years of I've learned the things not to do, especially early on in one's career, and we counsel our, our clients to stay away from those things. And we also try to introduce them to you know a number of uh, financial advisors financial planners that have done good jobs over the years and and haven't been those uh, those guys that have gotten their clients into trouble um, and and really work with them to protect their clients David I know you're busy just a few minutes left the NFL collective bargaining agreement expires in less than a month from where you sit, for a new deal to be struck, what are the two to three main issues that need to be resolved? I think it's just one. It's money. <laughs> it's not anything philosophical. There's there's no religious or social issue that needs to be resolved. It's it's money. How however you cut it, and uh, and that's the part that gives me hope. It, you know, the, the way that I would describe it now is that it's a game of chicken. Where really, right now, the two the two. Uh, Two sides are moving pretty slowly at each other, and neither side really feels any great pressure or incentive to swerve. Now, you know, you get a month into a lockout, and and you know, and players start to get antsy that they're not getting their option bonus payments, and and uh, that they're not employed at, at the moment. And when you get teams losing sponsorship and and 
sweet sale dollars. That's that's when you you know the the, the two sides will be closer together and 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 they'll feel the pressure. You know, it's like when when you were in college and you got an assignment on September 1st and it was due October 31st, mm-hmm. you probably didn't start it on September 2nd. Right. You probably got a little bit closer to the due date. And I think that's what it'll take here. How involved are agents like yourself in the bargaining and the behind-the-scenes negotiations? You know, we're, we're, we're not as, as we speak. Uh, uh, D, D is just a, a fantastic negotiator and has a great background for this. And so, you know, we're... Uh, you know, over the past several months, we've 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 given him our thoughts as to what's important and what's not important, and maybe some ways to to uh, to bridge the thing. And you know, but now we're much like our players, and that we're you know we're we're uh, looking to him to 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 get a deal done and use his best judgment in the thing. And the last thing we want to do is is get in his way as he's doing that. We've heard DeMora Smith say repeatedly, I can't sell 18 games to my players, 18 regular season games. Are you hearing that from your clients as well? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's uh, you know, there's a price tag to everything, and I'm sure he could sell it for the right price. Um, um, but, you know, it's certainly, you know, as you see Aaron Rodgers, you know, get banged up a couple of times, um, and he ends up being the Super Bowl MVP. You know, it's it's such a violent game, and and it, you know, that those two games, if you add them on the onto seasons, would take years off of, of my client's career. So uh, it's something that you know, sure, there's there's a price at which it would make sense, but you know, it would have to be a pretty high price. Last question for you. I'm based in Portland, Oregon, and you represent Oregon football coach Chip Kelly. What a start! he's off to in his head coaching career at Oregon. He's redone his contract a few times and gotten nice raises. You know, I look at Chip Kelly, he's an offensive wizard. Seems like his offensive game would fit really well in the NFL. There's obviously bigger programs than Oregon. What does Chip tell you about his time at Oregon? Do you think he's going to be one of those guys that he's like Joe Paterno, he's at Oregon forever? Or do you think he has uh, plans to maybe coach in the NFL one day? Uh, Chip's one of my favorite people. He's just he's a he's a brilliant guy and he's a fun guy and and he's really energetic and does non traditional things. You know, going for two and the like and and going for it on fourth down a ton. Um, and I you know I think that 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 for right now and um, and you would expect this answer for right now he's just enjoying what what he's accomplished there and he really wants to build on it. You know, he wants to to win one more game than he did last year you know, at, at the school where, where he's coaching right now. And all those other decisions are going to come down the road. Um, but, but for right now, he, he really adores uh, where he is right now, the, you know, the, the new athletic director and, and he are, you know, I think are building something really neat there. And, and obviously uh, Mr. Knight up, up, uh, up in, in Portland and Beaverton, um, you know, is, is very, very good to him and, and, and that school. So 
um, you know, there's there's no reason to entertain any of those things right now. Well, and their facilities are second to none. I mean, they're amongst the nicest facilities that you'll see on a college campus. So from that standpoint, I think he's uh, got a nice recruiting advantage. NFL agent David Dunn, president and founder of Athletes First. David, thanks so much for taking time to join us on Sports Business Radio this week. No problem. I enjoyed it. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. More of the show is coming up. Sports Business Radio talks to the people who call the shots in the world of sports. Brian Berger goes one-on-one with the biggest names. My guest is NBA Commissioner David Stern. I thought you did a wonderful job of handling the game ball situation. You listened to your players and the owners, and ultimately I thought you got it right. What did you learn from that experience? It probably pays to go the extra step to build a consensus, even though you don't think there's any other view that makes sense. My guest is Jack Nicholas. What are the main lessons the game of golf can teach us if we pay close enough attention? You develop relationships with people. I think you play 18 holes of golf with somebody. You get to know them pretty well. We're joined by Bill Hancock. He's the executive director of the BCS. What we want is for the best two teams to play in the championship game. Beyond that, I'm not sure it's really fair to say what's good for the BCS or what's, or what's bad for the BCS. Follow us at sportsbusinessradio.com and on Twitter at SB Radio. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm at SB Radio. And I've got to tell you, during Super Bowl Sunday, the Twitterverse was on fire. I can't remember a day where there were more opinions exchanged, whether it was about the seat debacle, whether it was about commercials, A-Rod and Cameron Diaz, Christina Aguilera's botched rendition of the national anthem. But it was on fire. And, you know, one of the things that was powerful to me, Griggs, is when I said to my followers, hey, give me your top three commercials, immediately a stream of hundreds of responses poured in. And to witness that immediacy that you can interact with your audience via Twitter was really remarkable to me. And you can see the topics that catch fire. And it was just interesting to uh, watch the game, but then also interact with the audience on Twitter. Again, I'm at SB Radio, and uh, I tweet prolifically. All right, lots of thank yous. David Dunn, president and founder of Athletes First, terrific NFL agent. Our show staff, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Jared Melzer, Patrick O'Neill, our new intern, Darren Peck, Ron Barr, James Harris, and Doug Zanger. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast every week. Click on the iTunes icon on the front page of sportsbusinessradio.com to have our show podcast downloaded to your iTunes every week. We'd really appreciate it if you could post a review of our podcast on iTunes. We want to get more reviews, so take the time, post a review, let us know what you think of our iTunes podcast. Again, follow me on Twitter at SB Radio or on Facebook. Look for the Facebook icon on the front page of Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week. We'll talk to you right here next week on Sports Business Radio. Hi, this is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. It's no secret that we're battling a tough economy these days. It's more difficult than ever for companies to position their brand in a unique way and reach their target audience. 
Sports Business Radio can help you, though. Sports Business Radio is syndicated in markets nationwide. Our popular podcast is regularly rated in the top 100 business news podcasts on iTunes and has listeners around the world. But our radio network and podcast aren't the only places your company will receive exposure when you join our family of sponsors. We'll also give you exposure via sportsbusinessradio.com and at our new Sports Executive Speaker Series events, which feature a conversation with a key decision maker from the world of sports in front of a live audience. And best of all, we can expose your product to the big-name guests that appear on our show. We'd love to have you on our team. Please contact me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com or at 503-701-2215 if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Sports Business Radio.